When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rangers Rabble uh, post-match old firm friendly reaction video. Uh, I've got Kerr here today, William and Scott. Um, run-of-the-mill boring game boys eh? but what what did you think of yourself care what was your opinions and how the game went to be honest with you i was happy we didn't get beat we didn't play great i didn't think myself second half a bit better in the first half but i just thought the old firm game to me it was an old firm game today it was very lethargic at the start it took a while to get going they scored then morelis got a goal back for us but there's a few chances in between they're probably the better side overall to be honest with you but it was wasn't an old, wasn't like the usual forum game, Blood and Thunder. It was very lethargic, but I'm just happy we didn't get beat just to keep going the season undefeated. Aye, uh, Scott, what was what did you think of, of that? Do you think it was? Do you think maybe the fans not being there as well takes away from the atmosphere? Aye, possibly. Because if you think about the past two old forum games, they were pretty similar. First one at Celtic Park was similar. It was kind of dull, so they didn't have a shot on target. And then one at Ibrooks after the first half hour, they came at the gates. It was kind of lethargic. Then the red card, and then took it from there. But I am happy to see the wee man score against them eventually. And I thought Edard get his team selection wrong. I'd, I'd rather have a half fit right back playing right back than a fully fit centre half playing at right back. I think that came came through in the group chat before Scott. What about uh, yourself, William? You enjoy the enjoy the game, not having to hide behind the sofa for once, and not watching with the between the fingers and that, being able to relax and watch it. It's different, and it? it's definitely different. I, I'm quite honest. I never enjoy watching the games in the house, like sort of these kind of games. I just don't get any enjoyment out of them at all. But I when you see the starting lineup, like you knew they were going to try and exploit the right back position. You know, just like we've tried to exploit their right back, really, because I thought I thought he was pretty average as well, the guy for Everton. I thought Ken had him backtracking every opportunity. And my balligan, like they just kept sliding that ball in between the centre back and the full back, don't they? And the pace that they've got up there was just killing Balligan. But 
I think you Scott says this. Sort of feel sorry for the guy. He's a centre back. Obviously, Nathan wasn't, you know, fit enough to start the match. So, you know, the managers put him in there to try and make sure that we're trying to kind of defend maybe a wee bit deeper at times. But to be honest, like their first goal was coming probably for five or ten minutes before it. We were just kind of giving away cheap possession. I mean, the ball's a good one. Still feel as though maybe Hellander could maybe have got in a better kind of position defensively, but you just felt in that first 20, 25 minutes, we weren't really in the game. We weren't really doing a hell of a lot. And then, obviously, the penalty kind of popped up. I mean, I was 50-50. When I looked at it the first time, I thought, shit, we're in trouble here. But then when you see in the replay, there's not a lot of contact. And it did look like a dive, I'm sure. Celtic fans will disagree. Rangers fans will agree. So it's one of those ones. If that's my team... I'm probably looking for a penalty because it's against us. I'm saying it's a dive, you know. Aye. Um we'll get on to we'll get on to the penalty call later on, but I for me it's a it's a total dive, to be honest. But one of the things that everybody seems to be saying, put it up here for a good friend Aldo in the comments. Still unbeaten, happy days. Is that what the day was all about for us? Go to Parkhead, avoid defeat, and um keep this invincible season. Uh, on track. What, what, what about that, Scott? Would you think? You think that's the that was the underriding feeling of the day? Just go there and control it and don't get beat. I'm not sure because going off our season compared to them and how we've played for them, we should be going there and beating them. I was expecting us to be. I was expecting a comfortable victory. If I'm going to be completely honest, but I, as the guy said, still unbeaten, happy days. I was hoping we'd match the points total of them from a few years ago. But we'd have to win every single game from now on, but I don't think we can do that anymore. We'll bit match Brendan Rodgers invincible. But can't do that anymore. But I still unbeaten. Happy days. Can't take that away for the players. How about yourself, Kier? Do you think that, that was, that was the, the message for you today? Go and don't get beat. Do you think we played a bit cagey? Um, I think we did. I, I, I like a lot of Ross Conson midweek. I think what was, what was what's happened midweek and put a Europe average with the aftermath of that midweek. I think a lot of the players have took a lot in through the last few days with stuff away from football. So I think it was a hard task for them today. And I think just getting there, not getting beat, I'm happy with that. I we maybe should be going there looking to beat Celtic because Celtic on the team we used to be and we're a far better team than we used to be. But going undefeated. The day was great. The result for me, especially what's happened the last few days with the media situation and all this racism stuff, it's it's shocking what's happened. So the Rangers, give credit to a lot of the Rangers players, especially Kamara and Ruth, getting out there and playing football. I know it takes a lot of release from them to play football and stuff. That gets me away from what's happened in your life. But just going through what's happened, they're going to a party day and coming away undefeated. The players looked happy at the end. They, they tried their best as usually do, so I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm proud of the players, I have to say. That's brilliant, Willie, and we talk, touched on the racism stuff there. Um, obviously, as much as I dislike him, it was a bit classy of Scott Brown to go and make a point of seeing Kamara. I've seen a lot of folks saying publicity stunt, etc., etc., but it's good for the Celtic captain to go up and em- embrace it. I thought it was a really classy act, actually, and I don't say that I don't say that much regarding Celtic and their antics, as you know, but I thought it was really classy. And it spreads a message that even in this environment, even when he's hurting as the captain of Celtic and they've lost the 10, he still had that bit of, this is a, this is a bigger issue than football. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of respect, isn't it? I mean, I think for all we want all the players to hate each other, there's, you know, no every player between Rangers and Celtic really hate each other. You know, there's that like sort of professionalism between the guys. There's obviously a respect between the players as well in a lot of ways. So, yeah, I want it was really nice that we do that because at the end of the day, 
let's be honest, none of us probably expected it. So the fact he did it, I think, is a classy thing to do. And I would like to think if it was all the way around and it was a Celtic player that had that done to them, that our captain would have went and done the same thing because it's just the right thing to do. Um, and I think when you look at the game, you know, it's as what the guy said earlier on, it's, it probably wasn't as combative a game as you would maybe normally see. And I do think what you said earlier, spot on, I think not having a crowd does at times kind of lose that that passion within the game because it's the crowd that pushes the players on in these games. And at times, even when it's 0-0, 1-1, it just didn't feel like anybody was just doing that little bit extra that you would get with the support being there. A question I've asked a lot this season, Ker, it's not about the day's game, but has playing without crowds this season helped Rangers? Has it helped players like Aribo and like um, Hadji get on the ball without that pressure of fans in the stadium, kind of getting on their back if they misplace a pass or try something that doesn't come off? Do you think that's helped us this year? To, but to an extent, probably. Well, sorry, to an extent, probably. But also, you also see, uh, you can also look at the other way and say, some of the players, like William said, they got up with the crowd, they're cheering you on yourself. Somebody puts a tackle on or somebody takes a shot, it gets the crowd up, everybody starts singing. So that can lift the players as well, because had you seen that in the Europe games, European games at Ibrox, where he scored at the end and the players were erupting and they loved it. So the crowd's been there, the crowd's not been there. You've got a negative and a positive effect, but sometimes it helps us because as some folk that sit around about me, Ibrox, can be negative for the start. Doesn't matter how well or how bad we're playing, they can be negative. So it helps us in some ways, but it's also doesn't help us in other ways, but it affects every club the same way, so there's nobody, I'm going to go and say we've benefited more than other clubs, because every club gets affected with no crowds being there, because any day footballers want to play in front of fans. Right, well, uh, let's start talking about the game, so the team lines, the team lines come out, uh, Willie, what's your, what's your opinion on the team, do you think you called it right, would that the team you would have picked, or? Yeah, look, the only difference for me would probably have been Patterson, but obviously we didn't know how Serious injury was prior to the match. Obviously, the manager did, and that's how Balligan started. But I think, in terms of the 11 that started, you know, you knew straight away that they were going to pick up on Balligan. I mean, that was the obvious kind of weak link when you looked at the team. You know, other people would maybe point towards Aribo playing in that midfield three because, you know, there's a lot of people that don't think Aribo should play in a midfield three because he doesn't maybe track the runners as well as an Arfield or a Kamara or a Davis or a Jack. But I think the manager got it right with the kind of front six, like the midfield three and the attacking three, because we did create chances. I mean, like we had chances in the match to score goals, but yeah, I think I think just when you look at the lineup and you see Balogun, that was probably the only fear for me. And I think that first half it did kind of show that that was an issue down that side of the pitch. And what about you, Scotty? How did you feel when you seen the lineup? Mate, were you similar or? I- I was kind of similar. I thought that Patterson possibly could have played. But obviously, as well, I said, we don't know how serious it was. But he was able to come on, come on, and I thought he'd done well when he came on. So obviously, he mustn't have been that bad. And then, prob- and hi- hindsight is a wonderful thing. Looking back, I think I would have started Arfield instead of Aribo because I feel a right hand side of a centre half and an attacking midfielder up against players like Edward. And lack so the good attacking players. I think that was a big weakness for us. So I would probably start Arfield instead of Aribo. But obviously, look, that's hindsight. What about yourself, Kia? Give you your your on that, mate. What did you think of the team selection? I, 
probably the same as the guys. I think right back, we're always going to be exposed. You miss the problem is, we're missing Tav that much. You don't realize how much you miss Tav when he's not there defensively as well, even though he's been criticized for seasons. But Patterson's done well in there, but obviously, he was 100% fit. Balligan's done okay, but he's not a right back, so we're going to expose us. Midfield's my issue is I like Karibo, but not in a midfield three. Prefer him further up because if he loses the ball, there's people behind him to get it back for you. He loses the middle of the park, we're on the back foot. And like William said as well, he doesn't track back, he doesn't really follow runners. He's, he was walking at some of the points today, so I'm a big fan of Joe, but to me, he's still a bit lazy at times, especially in the middle of the part. But Gerrard's picked the team he thought was going to beat Celtic because attacking wise, we did create. Defensively, we weren't great. I thought the pressing was near there either today, which it usually is. But at the end of the day, Ross, we, we come away undefeated, and that was the main thing. Aye, so into, into the game. So I was taking, I was taking notes and um, really, for the the first twenty minutes, there's there was not much happening. Kind of feeling each other out. Um, what I, I noted, Hollander. I thought Hollander started the game brilliantly. I think Hollander's positioning's really really good. See when he gets his into the into the positions where it looks as if he's the wrong side, but gets a leg run. Or, so, I did you think his performance was good today, Scott? Or? I like I like that. I think one of the boys mentioned at the start. I feel like he could have done slightly better for the goal. So he was a bit flat footed, and then you he just cut across him. But overall, I thought he, especially before the goal, Edward didn't have a sniff, and in the second half, he managed to snuff, um, snuff out any danger that was coming. So I overall a very game. I do think he could have done better for the goal, though. Yep. So Holanda um, saw twenty minutes. Good luck for Kent and Borna Barisic, and it leads to a header for Morelos. Um, gone back the way a bit, worry, but good to see that we were creating, starting to create the chances and get our foot on the ball uh, early. Yeah, well, I think the big thing is, like, in these first 20 minutes, you know, the teams are kind of feeling each other out a wee bit. You know, they're maybe looking at the tactical side of things. Because Celtic have, like, tweaked it a couple of times now, the last couple of times we've played them. You know, it felt like like today they were looking to exploit the space in behind us, you know, with the pace they had at the top end of the pitch. And what you were saying there about, see, Hellander, he's not got great pace, but he reads the game unbelievably well, and he gets into a lot of great positions before the ball gets there, and that's his main strength for me. And I think him and Golson are a very good partnership. And I think overall, when you look at what we've got back there, you know, if it's Tav, Hellander, Golson and Barisic, I think you always feel pretty comfortable that we'll defend well and we'll attack well because the full-backs will be so aggressive getting up the other way. Yep. So that was that was 20 minutes and then 22 minutes. I was going to say against the, the turn of play, um, against the floor of play, sorry, uh, Celtic nick a ball in, Barrigan caught wrong side and again, Hellander should have done better. Uh, how, did you see, how did you see that one, Kerr? The bonus for you, I said that about four, three, four minutes before that, Celtic like they're going to score here. And a couple of times they put the ball through a couple of one-touch plays in front of the back four, they get through us. And the ball was a good ball by Ballingham. Ballingham was caught in a position, but it was a good ball outside him. It was a great cross, isn't it, bonus for you? But I thought he learned that. He was in a good position, and he, he never matched uh, Elanusi's dive. He, he seemed to dive under, and Elanusi dived over him, and that's how he got it. To be honest with you, if you scored that goal, I said to myself, that's a good goal, but I thought he was at fault there. He's all I know I like Hellander, but he's always he's always got a mistake in him, which I, which I know that's how he plays worse, to be honest with you. If he didn't have a mistake like that, but to be honest with you, Celtic were probably worth the goal at the time because they were creating chances and we were on the back foot. But I see that came for, I see the other, we weren't pressing enough. 
thought Kamara looked a bit out of sorts today and understand why. I thought Davis was trying as usual, but Aribo was no help much in the middle of the part, and that's where we were lacking because Turnbull was playing balls through left, right, and centre at some points. We weren't pressing him, so he was getting a couple of seconds in the ball to pick a pass. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I used to agree with that. Well, then, I you definitely Hollander could have done better, but it's a, it's a good ball. It's a good ball. Oh, to be fair, no, look, it's a, it was the first moment of real quality in the match. You know, the slide real ball between goals and the Bali game. You know, and as you always say, like a striker knows where to put the ball in the box, and you know, that's what Edward did. He put it in a great position, and it's up to us to defend it better, or for them to get into the box and make the goal. And that's exactly what happened there. You need to get a wee step on them. And to be honest, if you're that distance, the goalkeeper's got no chance, you know, unless it actually physically yeah. is headed at him and it hits his body, there's no reaction time to that. But I think the good thing for us is I thought we saw a bit of a reaction within a few minutes. Obviously, like the penalty thing happened like a minute or two later, but I felt after that we kind of got our foot on the ball a wee bit and we were trying to get up the pitch. Kent was the outlet. You know, Kent hurt them the entire game, really. You know, they don't really seem to know what to do with him. I'm surprised maybe they've not tried to man-mark him at some point or maybe try and double up on him because it looked quite obvious to me, a bit like was happening with Balligan. It was like this guy, John Joe Kenny, was getting torn apart. I mean, every time he got the ball, he's backing, backing, backing off. And you can't do that against wide players. You're just going to get destroyed. And I think that was the big thing for me today is that like, sort of Ken looked really hungry and that's probably one of his best performances I've seen for a while overall. I just felt he was constantly demanding the ball he was so dangerous when he got into the final third, and it wasn't really a surprise that. Well, to be honest, I know Brown got married in the match, but I thought Kent was excellent. You know, if he'd been married in the match, I wouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, I'm going to put this to you, Scott. Um, do you have obviously watched Kent all season? Do you think Celtic have got players good enough that they could do what Willie's suggesting there and man mark him? I think he's too good to man mark one guy. I think inside, if, he, if you too. get caught one on one against him, he'll beat you. Uh, he's too intelligent to get man marked. Because I remember, I think Aberdeen tried to man mark him. And then he just, I can't remember the boy's name. Might have been, might have been Hedges that was man marked him, can't mind. But Kent just took him in a position he didn't want to be in. And that just created space for everyone else to move into. One thing that I think, I don't think it was this game, they man marked well was Stephen Davis. Thought yep. They sat Turnbull and Davis the full game, which is someone you can man mark because Davis isn't as mobile as Kent. But I try to mind Mark Kent, it just doesn't work because he's just too quick and too smart to man Mark. He'll just take you places you don't want to go. Yep. And then, just uh, as you touched on earlier on, 27 minutes in, Edward, it's a blatant dive, isn't it? I heard Scott Brown on the post-match interview there saying that there's definite contact and it's a stonewall penalty, but it's, it's, there's no contact for me. Yeah, I'll take that to you, Kier, what do you think? What was your opinions when you seen it? I first seen it, I thought that could be a penalty, but looking back, he did go down quite easy. To be honest with you, he should have had it first time, the way I go, but he never, he tried, he tried to be smart and took a t- and to be honest with you, Borna kind of dived in, but he never touched him, so product to the ref to give him a yellow card, but it could have went away, like even Williams said, if it happened up there, I'd be screaming for a penalty, so it's one of the ones, if a sure teammate gets it, you're happy, if it falls against you, then you're not happy, but no looking through any coloured glasses here, I say it was a dive, eh? it was a dive. I'll come to you, Willie, because you were a wee bit controversial saying you'd have been screaming for a penalty, mate. What was, what did your take on it? Oh, that's a blue tinted glasses. I've had something on I mean, look, I think at the end of the day, you know, anybody that supports Celtic will think that was a penalty because it's against Rangers and they know that, you know, instead of one nothing and 
your fat goes to enough, and that's a big thing to try and come back from. Massive. Yeah. So they're obviously going to scheme for the pen. I've got no issue with that. But obviously, when you see the replays, it was clear that he's looking for the contact and he goes to ground. Which, but yeah, again, I've got no issue with that because strikers are going to do that. They're going to look to get the advantage. But yeah. I think the he made the right call. And I don't say that about Willie Collin very often, but I thought he got it spot on. And I actually thought today he actually had one of his better games involving us because a lot of the times when you see Willie Collin refereeing, you think, oh, shit, you know, that something's going to go in the game or... And he's very prone to giving penalties, as yeah, we're well aware yeah. over the years. So, yeah. I mean, I don't have a problem with players looking at that and thinking, oh, he's in charge today, I'll have a big chance of going down in the box here, and there's a chance he might give it. So, yeah, like, I can see it for both sides, but, I mean, obviously when you see the replay, it's clear that he goes to ground without any contact. But, you know, like, at, at the end, if Alfredo had done that in the opposition box at the other end, I would have been screaming for a penalty, so... I'm going to put in Willie Collum to you, Scott. What did you think of his performance today? Uh, Willie's touched on it there. Maybe one of his better games. He's not a ref that I rate, but I thought no. it, the, the day he got the big calls correct at the right times. Uh, I, as, most, as the guy said, I think it was a blatant dive. A couple of the angles, though, it didn't. It thought, oh, this is dodgy, but it was one from behind the goal where you saw it didn't touch him at all. So, right decision. And I, overall, I thought Collum had a very good game. Like, he he let the play go when he could. He booked players when he felt he had to. And I overall good game. And there's no controversy. And there's no controversy coming at an old firm game. Then refs had a good game. Yep. So that brings us to 38 minutes. And the moment we've all been waiting on for the last 15 old firm games. The big man, he's actually got a seat behind me today. He's looking after us. Looking good. They give away a really. He's looking great. He's guarding the trophy there, so he is. They give away a cheap corner, try to pass the ball back to Bain. We capitalise, um, and it was a great goal at a good time. Kerr, how do you feel about Big Buff finally getting his, his old firm goal? I'm just, I'm just happy he managed to score because it's been something that's criticised against him for the last you say, 15 games. He can't score against Celtic, he scores against everybody else. And you see how happy he was when he scored, he was loving it. So... I mean, what I was loving it as well. I'm just happy he scored and delighted for him. And it's his first one. Hopefully, many more. Hopefully, it's here next season to get many more. So, delighted for him. Aye, well, what did you think of the goal? It was a, quite a. We seemed to do really well with set pieces. Eh? I know that there's a lot of talk that Tom Coulshaw sets us up and really dra- drills home the set piece routines and stuff. And it's somewhere that we've really prospered from this season, both defensively and offensively. Yeah, well, I think the big thing is like sort of when you've got like Tav and Bond on the team, you can either swing the ball in or swing the ball out. And like so I felt today like some of the deliveries for Barisic were exceptional. I mean the one as you say, like that looks like that was practiced in the training ground, that one. Because the fact that Balligan headers the bottom of the back post of Morelos is there, you don't think that's just a random coincidence type thing. You think that's the sort of thing that's been worked on. And it worked to perfection. It's a great ball in, it's a really good header down by Balligan. And the wee man's at the back post, they nod at home. But I think that shows you how well that Morelos has been playing recently. You know, I think he's probably getting back to somewhat close to his best. And today, yeah, again, like the two centre-backs hate playing against him. He's so good at backing in and winning that ball. He's so good at running into the channels and pulling guys out of position. And his link-up play this season is probably the most improved part of his game for me. I just think all round he's now a better striker than what he was even last season. Aye, he's been he's been brilliant in his game, and I see a couple of comments here: one for Fog Dog and one for Aldo. 
so happy Buff scored and so pleased for Alfie getting the goal. And that seems to be the overriding feeling for all Rangers fans, Scott. Just so happy that that Sirs now took the league trophy away from him and uh, Alfredo Morelos has never scored against us trophy. That's safely back at Ibrooks now as well. So what did you what did you how do you feel about it? I obviously everyone that's the main criticism that criticism that he's had um, is the amount of chances he's had against Celtic and the fact he's not been able to score. Still get nightmares for that cup final where he missed about fifteen chances. And but I obviously it's class today that he got a goal. I would actually praise Balogun because we criticised him obviously for the goal, which I thought he was yeah. at fault for. And but I thought he made up for it. I can't remember. I think it was Ayer. He out jumped. Ayer, it's no, it's no easy to jump Ayer and nod it on it. Morelos, who had the, who did well to get in at the back and score the way he did. But I want to praise Balogun for the goal. Well, because we criticise him, so we praise him when he deserves it as well. Absolutely. The problem for me is I don't know if we've got that monkey off Morelos' uh, back in which we say he never scores in big games because obviously the day was a glorified friendly, wasn't it? Because we've hammered the league home before the middle of March. <laughs> but, um, I, after, shortly after that, um, McGregor, again, before half-time, two great saves, two big saves, two big times. Um, I'll put it you, Willie, how, how big a... Uh, how big a player has this guy been for us this year? Yeah, look, phenomenal. I think when you consider that 38, 39 years old, that he just continues to get better. I mean, see when they played that quick one-two, and like Edward's basically in the centre of a goal, you just think it's going to be in the back of the net. But it's a great save by McGregor. Unbelievable save. But then like, we get straight up the other end of the pitch and nearly score through Kent. So I think that kind of showed... Yep. There was that wee five, ten-minute spell where it... It seemed to go a wee bit crazy. The game had been kind of reasonably kind of settled for a little bit, but then it just opened up again. But McGregor's ability to make big saves at the right time for us has been phenomenal this year. And it's not often that you put goalkeepers forward for player of the year, but Alan McGregor's must be in the thought process of a lot of Rangers fans when it comes to being player of the year. I've actually got that in my notes. I was going to ask you that uh, coming on, Keir. So I'll bring that to you. What about the, what about his overall performance this season? Do you put him up there with the Tavs and the Golsons um, yeah. and the Steve Davises in the player of the year bracket? You have to. You have to, Ross, because sometimes he saves his points, he saves his games. He's, he can be quiet for 80 minutes, 85 minutes, and then, like he says, he puts his hand out and saves it. It's, he's just one of the goalkeepers that you can rely on. It doesn't matter how well we're bossing a game. You can rely on him, and he's getting older, but he's getting better. And I'm just hopefully he signs another contract. I know he's not done it yet, but I'm just hoping that even for another year because I think he's just getting better, and he can still be with his next season because he guarantees you at least ten to twelve points a season with some of his performances. Yep. Yeah, just a, I'll nick in and go into the comments here. So we've got a comment in for Andy. To me, this was a terrible performance for the third straight game, and those were three important matches. So in the last three games, we've obviously played Slavia Prague twice and Celtic. Um, so what, what do you think of that, Scott? What's your, what's your thoughts on, on that comment? So obviously people have got the negative as well as the positive, so I'll just bring one of the negative comments in and get a wee thought around it. I thought it wasn't terrible today. I thought, like Kerr said at the start, I thought it was just the emotion in me- mentally and physically draining performances over the past two games against a top side in Slavia Prague. We can dislike them as we can, as we deserve to, off the park. But just p- 
pure 90 minutes playing football. They are a top, Slavia Prague are a top, top team. I think it was more they made us look bad over the past two games rather than us playing bad. But I today it was a very good. I thought as much. I thought we were good at, con, especially second half, we were good at controlling the game without the ball, which I think has been a plus. Like they had a lot of possession in the midfield final third, but they didn't really have a lot of shots. McGregor had a couple of saves that were straight at him, but I thought. They had the bulk of the possession and the bulk of the territory, but I thought we were good at controlling it and ushering it in uh, safe areas. Aye, Kerr, what's your, what's your thoughts on the day? I thought, I, I watched Golson and Gerrard's interviews Friday morning, and I thought they looked really, really, really dejected and really flat about what's been going on off the park with the Slavia game. And I was a bit worried that the boys wouldn't be up for it today. I thought maybe Kamara wouldn't have played. What's your thoughts on Kamara, A, stepping up and putting himself forward for today's game, and B, that maybe that had a, an effect on how we went about the game and maybe the mental, we, we talked about it last week, the mental side of the, the game and the tiredness that can bring, whether that was the, obviously Celtic had a week to prepare for us, whereas we were playing Thursday night against a decent side. I think everything's rolled into one yet. See, Ross, I think just the, the European runs got to us. We put play some decent sides in that. The league campaign, this thing that's happened through the week eh, with Kamara and Ruth, the, the squad are mentally shattered and you can't blame them. I mean, we've been trying to win a league this season, which was the main object to my eyes, and we've done it. We've all, we've all celebrated it and the league's not finished, but the players are emotionally tired, physically tired mentally drained and we're trying to compare in the Europa League which we were never going to win in my eyes so whatever we got there was a bonus I'm just hoping we get back to some normality for the Scottish Cup but you have to give Kamara and Ruth and all the rest of the players credit because our night some of these players have experienced that sort of emotion after a game before and what they've went through and I, I don't understand that myself because it's never happened to me and a lot of people don't but what these guys have went through our night until you're in their shoes, you don't know how they feel. So mentally, they'll be drained. Physically, they'll be drained. And especially getting abuse on social media. It's disgusting. And I take my hat off to them all. All the lads that they come out in that park and putting an effort and coming away, getting, I'm coming away undefeated. So yep. I'm proud of the guys. Proud of them. Yeah, I see on here as well, we've got a comment from Celtic Rambler. Uh, on a serious note, nice to see Kamara and Brown embracing. Obviously, we spoke about that before they came on the, the stream, but it's, I again, just wanted to put that up while, while it was in, um, that we'd already spoke about that, and it, is, it's a, it was great to see. It was great to see. I've got a comment coming in for, for Gordon Mac 55 On the plus side, we played Slavia on Thursday and today with no Tav or Ryan Jack, and still they could not beat us. Matt, uh, What's your opinion on, on that, Willie? Ryan Jack and uh, Tavernier are the two of our biggest presences, aren't they? And you're going to miss them when they're not playing. I think Ryan Jack's always a miss in the big games because he protects the back four so well. And I think I think the worry for like Gerard in particular, probably when he looks at Ryan Jack, is the amount of games he does miss each year. And I do wonder if you maybe need to get into the market in the summer and try and bring somebody in. Because when you get to the Champions League qualifiers, like one mistake can put you out. And I don't think you can get in thinking that maybe Ryan's going to miss a game or two because of injury. So it might be that you need to get into the market in the summer and add somebody in that position. I would feel really comfortable if Nathan has to come in for Tav. I know he's still young and he's got things to do with his game. But you saw when Nathan come on in that second half, he looked a lot more aggressive going forward when he came on. Whereas when Ryan's not on the team, there's just 
it's like no offence to like sort of Glenn Kamara and Stephen Davis, but they're never going to do the same job that Ryan does because they're not really that type of player overall. Like Ryan's really good at taking the ball through the back four. He's really good at breaking up play. He's good at dropping in when the right back or left back goes high. So I just wonder if the manager will look at that in the summer and feel that maybe we need another body in there who can do that job of protecting the back four. Yep, obviously Ryan Jack's been picked uh, for Scotland for the next three games, Kerr. Would you rather see him maybe taking uh, a, a hint from McGregor and maybe having to leave the Scotland setup? I know he's only late 20s, early 30s, but do you think it would be better for him if he's nursing this long-term injury that maybe taking the rest up in international breaks would, would help him prolong his club career? The bonus for that's up to Ryan Jack, the manager. Personally, I'd like to see him coming away for that national game, but as a football player, Scotland and the Euros, they want to go there and play because it's probably one of the highlights for a professional player to go. But from a supporter's point of view and like the Florida Rangers, I'd rather he was near there myself so he could rest up, get fat, because like William said, we do miss him. He does the dirty work a lot of people don't, don't see in the football park. He does things that nobody else wants to do and he does it really well and he keeps everything simple and he keeps us ticking along and he, he keeps us hard to beat because he needs a game well. He just does everything really well, Ryan, and, and he's no one to look for plaudits. And you see how he helps us when you, you see him. It's like Tav at a point when he's not been, when I know there, you miss him. So, my personal point of view, I like to see Ryan Jack come away for Scotland, but Ryan Jack's point of view, I think he'll want to be there so he can go to the Euros. Yep. I'm going to stick this comment up um, for Andy, then after this, we'll go into the second half of the game. I'm just trying to break up the review. Uh, this current side isn't good enough for the Champions League. Look at last year's Champions League teams, Slavia-esque, need recruitment to take this team to the next level. Scotty, what's your opinion on that, seeing a team in Porto that we put away convincingly last year put Juventus out? Do you think that we could go into a Champions League and, and compete with a squad, or do you think that we do need to go, and up, go up again? Obviously, you would hope we would go up again anyway, but... I do think we could do with an out-and-out right winger. Because obviously you've got Hadji or Rebo, which kind of plays your sort of inside 10. But I feel like we need a way to switch it up. Maybe Scott Wright is that, because he came on today and done well. But I do feel like we need an out-and-out right winger. And I also feel we desperately need a Ryan Jack replacement. Or not a replacement, a cover. Maybe this boy from Bournemouth, who've got in a pre-contract. Yep. Maybe he can do that job. But if not, if he's not that kind of player, I'll say I've seen Bournemouth reserves a lot. But I do feel we need, I desperately need a, a, another eight to cover for Ryan Jack. Yep. Aye. Um, well, what do you think? Who's, do you get any targets in mind? Have you been scouting for the team? What do you think? <laughs> I wish. Um, no, I think, I think it's a tough argument, to be honest. I mean, like, for instance, Slavia get knocked out in the qualifying by Michelin 4 1. We destroyed Michelin over two legs and they've not really signed anybody since we played them. So I, I think it's a hard argument. I think we've shown over the last couple of years, especially like the games you're talking about, like that portal team. I mean, they've not made that many changes to the team that we beat. You know? And I yep. thought we were excellent against Benfica over two games. They pushed Arsenal all the way. So I don't think we're a million miles away from being a Champions League group stage team. But I'm sure like every manager... Stephen Gerrard will bought the board saying, well, I need more money. You know, I need more players. I need more quality. And the moment that we stop doing that is the moment we start to go backwards. So you've always got to look to improve. Yep. And I think there is a general consensus now that we do think that we will lose one of our bigger players in the summer. So if there's money there and the 
and the board are going to put extra on top of that, then it certainly gives us an opportunity to go and add some extra quality to the squad, which you're always going to need if you're going to play in the Champions League group stages. Sorry, yeah. just to just to add to that, sorry, I do feel we spoke about earlier about no fans. I do feel that like no fans on a European night is massive. And if like because I think the fans pushed us to that portal one. And I think the fans would have pushed for a better performance against Slavia Prague at home. And I do feel like if we get full Ibrooks in the Champions League, then we know if we go to Champions League with an empty Ibrooks, then I think we could struggle. But if we go to Champions League with a full Ibrooks rocking, I think we could be okay. I do okay. I'm going to take, bring us to you, Kerr. So we need to strengthen to meet the qualifying challenge. They need what we need will become clearer once we know who we're going to lose. Yeah. So again, I, I wasn't trying to say this team are Champions League level. What I'm saying is, I think it's unfair on this team to say that they couldn't go in and mix it. Um, yeah. But again, it's going to come down to are we are we going to be able to hold on to Morelos? I would hope now with getting Champions League football and maybe getting his goal against Celtic and get a feel for it. Yeah, you always want to, I said this last year, another good season, win the league, and then he can go with my best regards. But now I'm looking and saying, I hope he, he surely want a crack at the Champions League. Do you know what I mean? Are we being greedy and wanting to hold on to the guy because we love him? Or are we, is, has he, is he the level of Champions League? Is he the guy that could take us to that level next year with another year's experience? Well, honestly, I don't see why... He sh- he couldn't play in the Champions League because he's proven he can play in the Europa League and some of the games you're playing there are not much difference between the Champions League because you're playing the same teams. It's just dropped down. So I think he may want to attack at the Champions League, but it all comes down to finances, Rangers. It depends what Rangers are looking for. If you get offers in for players, any other players, good offers, let them go because at the end of the day, it's a business. I mean, a football club, and if we can bring in money to strengthen, then that's what the board will look at and do. So, if they've offered 15 million, 20 million, or whatever, they might consider it and say, listen, we need that money because it can bring in two players plus whatever stuff they, we need to back up the pandemic and make money and stuff like that. So, it's all behind the scenes. I suppose Ross Wilson, Gerard, and the team will be looking at players to bring in because William said, you can't stand still, even when we won the league, we can't stand still, you need to sign players to improve again, even if it's just one or two, but we all know one or two will go, it just depends who, and I, I'm like yourself, I hope it's not Alfie, but we just can't tell. Yep. So going back to the game, uh, second half, when the teams came out, I was a bit surprised to see Valerian coming back out after the first half. Do you feel that yourself, Scott? Were you expecting the change at half-time? Yeah, I was. I was expecting him to make a change because he'd done it at Ibrooks. We weren't playing well. He took Roof off. I don't think that was an injury, actually. But he took Roof off at half-time and brought in Hadji, and that changed the game. So I was expecting him to do the same, take off Balogun and bring on Patterson. But maybe he said to Balogun, you've got 10 minutes to prove your worth, and if you don't do it, then you're coming off. And it was about 10 minutes into the second half that Patterson came on. So maybe that I, I think that's what happened in change room, but I was surprised when uh, I saw Balogun uh, start the second half. Aye, that, that's what happened, Willie, just a, you've got 10 minutes to try and turn that around, and if no, that'll give Patterson time to get his warm-up done, can I? Yeah, look, it's certainly seen what I did when you're watching the game of Patterson's out, obviously doing a strong warm-up. That would obviously suggest that was what was kind of spoken about at half-time. I thought our substitutes in the second half were better than theirs. I thought like the impact uh Nathan Patterson coming on. Scott Wright did well when he came on. Roof had a couple of chances when he came on. And like Arfield will always put in 
you know, they work great in the middle of the park. And I felt like so we got a lot of our subs right today. And I don't know, maybe if that was something the manager had looked at before the game, and maybe he was worried about some of the legs of some of the players later on in that game, that he yeah. felt as though he needed some freshness to come off the bench. And I felt I felt we'd actually get stronger in that last 20, 25 minutes, which was a bit of a surprise, if I'm honest, because I was expecting us to get leggy, given the efforts that we'd put in on the Thursday night against Lavia. Yep. So... Uh, five minutes into the second half, but we work the ball well down the right and a ball gets played in. Comes to the back post. Alfie tries to hit it first time and it, it sinks away for his legs. And that was another big chance missed, I thought, Kara. That could have really settled the nerves at the start of the second half. It could have, I and mean, he was on like it came on quite quick. I don't think he expected it to come that quick and he, he kinda I don't know if he panicked or he just seen it too late, but we were creating chances like you said and we get stronger as a half and on, especially William said when we made subs. So chances were there because I wanted, we weren't great. We all know we weren't great today, but we had the chances. So did they, but we had the chances as well. It was just one of the games, Ross. It was we, we came away undefeated. We could have won it. They could have won it. I'm just happy with the result. The bonus we may take it from there. Looking forward to the Scottish Cup now. Aye, so, so not the second half as, as we say. Can I Peter do it? Then it was a bit of a quiet affair. Um, 72 minutes, uh, Tumble gets set away through, and again, Mr. Reliable is there, Willie. He's there, he's just waiting and makes a good block with his legs. Um, but again, it's a big save at a big time. I know it's right at him, but how many times do you see them squirming through a goalie? Yeah, well, I think that's the thing with Alan. I mean, like, we've been very lucky with him, and he doesn't concede that many really poor goals. I think there's probably only one or two that I can remember in my time kind of watching him. So we are very fortunate. And there's always that feeling with Alan that he can make a save out of anything. You know, and I think that's the one thing when you watch him. And strikers must have maybe have that feeling with McGregor at times. Even when they're busting through and going, they're thinking, oh, crap, here he is. You know, they were Aye. probably an with somebody else because he's just got this unbelievable reactions at times to make saves that no many other goalkeepers are capable of doing. And I think that's what, I mean, obviously, when you look at other goalkeepers in Scotland, I think Scotland's always had a good array of goalkeepers. But it's in that next level, and Alan is that next level, a bit like what Gorham was that next level. And it's so hard when you watch goalkeepers, because you can be a really good goalkeeper but never get to play for a top team. Because mm-hmm. it is just that wee small differences in games that can save you a few points. And Alan's done it for us so many times. And a bit like what Scott was saying earlier on, when, when it comes to his contract, if Alan wants two years instead of a year, I'm not so sure he would have too many supporters complaining about it if that's what the club had to offer him to get him to stay. Although, I get that Sean Allen wants to be here regardless next year, but it's maybe just an agreement between the two clubs to maybe on a one or two year contract. Aye, Ker, it seems as if him like Davis, it's the same, it seems to be the same scenario for the two of them, doesn't it? It's a case that will happen, but it's just a case of getting the league sewn up first rather than wasting hours in the boardroom discussing contracts and putting pressure on the board for extra money when we were concentrating on the league. Would you think he's worth another two? Can you still see him playing at 41? I could, I could. I think he's still physically fit, mentally fit. His athleticism's still there. He's 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 not done anything wrong this season to justify otherwise, has he? We can't pinpoint any really mistakes he's made, any bad games he's made. And if he can keep it going, he's justified that two years, even a year with another year on top if he plays well next season. Something along the lines. I mean, it's like Stephen Davis... 
KDT Botham for coming back to Angels, they can back to Angels at a bad, not a bad time, but they can back at a time when we're trying to rebuild again. It might never have got to where we are just now, but they can back here. I mean, their experience and their knowledge and their help for the rest of the players, they've done as proud, so I'm happy if the two of them stay longer. I know Davis is signing a deal, but if Alan can get one or two years, I'll be happy with that. Yep, so that takes us on 75 minutes in. Next bit of controversy, Scott. Edward dives again, should he have had a second booking and been sent off? I'm not 100% sure about the dive. I think it's one of those ones, it's not a penalty, but it's also not a dive. I thought Hollander did very well to usher him and he kind of just ran into Hollander and fell. I don't think it was a dive, but I don't think it was a foul either. I don't know if that's controversial or no, but personally for me, I don't think it was a second yell. What about yourself, Willie? Yeah, I mean, if he's going to book him in the first half for that, then he's probably got to book him again. But then it's probably that thing inside the referee's head. So he's thinking, yeah, if I book him twice for diving and one of those is a pen, then I've got it seriously wrong. So I think he's just yep. left it. And I think that's what he's thought. But I mean, like, the thing is, like, sort of seeing his mind, see when you've already been booked and you go to ground like that again, you know you're running the risk of getting booked again. But he's obviously felt as though it was worth the opportunity to go to ground because it's Willie Collum, as we said earlier. He is yep. prone to giving penalties. Yep. That's the scary thing when you watch games like that. But for me, yeah, look, I mean, if the referee's been consistent and he's handing out the booking in the first half, then yeah, it is a second booking in the red. Aye. Kiara, I thought, um, I, th- I like to take every every instant that happens in a game in isolation. I'm going to take this one in alphalation because see if Alfredo <laughs> Morelos went down like that, he would have been yeah. booked for diving, is my, the oh. way I would look at that. I agree with you. Alfie's got a so, reputation, that's a, that's a difference. I mean, Alfie can do something that other players do, but Alfie get treated different, and it's just the way he is with Scottish football and Scottish referees. You see Alfie playing in Europe, he does things he does in the SPL, and he doesn't get booked, he doesn't get manhandled, he doesn't get criticised about it, apart from maybe Ian Crocker and Andy Walker, but he doesn't get thingied. And then you see him in the SPL doing exactly the same thing, the ref can't wait until they pull out a card, or the players can't wait to push him about. It's because it's Morelos. I mean, in Europe he's getting praised for being a good sportsmanship and stuff, yet in Scotland, He's getting criticised by media pundits a lot, so he's treated different up here. We all know that, but if you say it too loud, it's like, oh, you're just paranoid. But he's treated different, and it's a shame yeah. because he isn't a bad guy. We all know he's not a bad guy. He just plays with a bit of passion. Yeah, so going into the last 15 minutes, just to see it out, we bring Ruth and Wright on. There's been a, quite a lot of comments come in. Here's one for GB. More Scott Wright for the rest of the season, please. Is there someday that you'd like to see a lot more of Scott? The more you, the more you see him and letting him maybe get the last five league games to let him really bed his way into the squad before pre-season next year? Yeah, definitely. I do like the boy. Uh, from what I've seen, I don't think he's done anything wrong. He'd won, he won as a penalty against Antwerp in Europe as well. And every time he's came on, he's looked sharp, he's looked bright, he's looked quick. I think that's because he doesn't need a bedding-in period for Scottish football. So obviously he came from Aberdeen, who were, who are a decent team. So I think that's helped him coming from Aberdeen rather than signing Michael O'Hara from St. Johnston, for example. I do think that playing at a better team has helped Scott Wright bed in a lot more. And I, I thought he'd done very well when he came on. He had it. When he came on, I thought we were the better team and we and he just that one pass I think he kinda of played it in between Ruth and Kent rather than picking a man to yep. play. I think if he slips Ruth in, I think Ruth's one of them will be in and a back Ruth to finish it. 
But I have to. Other than that, I thought he had a very good game when he came on. And yeah, more Scott Wright for the end of the season. Yep. Well, I read uh, Gerard in the press two or three weeks ago saying since Scott Wright's came to Rangers in January, he's put on four kilos in weight, but his body fat's gone down the way. Uh, it's something that I noticed this year when you seen Katic, Aribo, Kamara coming back. The team that Gerard's got in dietitians, they seem to really know their know their stuff and bulking these boys up without them losing their mobility or their their movement. Would you agree with that? I think I'm going to ask Gerard for his number to be honest with you, so he can help me as well. You know, <laughs> uh, I think. Look, I mean, I think the one thing this year with the players, they all look ripped. If you know what I mean, like the players don't look as though they're carrying that much body fat. Their energy levels this year have been amazing. Overall, I know recently there's been a bit of a drop-off, but you're going to get that at some point during the season. But, yeah, look, it's amazing what you can do with like the sports science these days and all the guys that come with all the data. So for that to be such a big difference after, what is that, like a month and a half, I mean, that's pretty impressive. But I think it with Scott Wright that impresses me most is he's got a freedom to his game. You know, he's happy to go inside, he'll go outside. He looks like the sort of player we signed Ryan Kent and loaned that first time. He reminds me a little bit of that. He's got that little bit of rawness. So there's yep. still things to be worked on in his game. But if we've only paid, I don't know, like 150, 200 grand for Scott Wright, I do think it's going to prove to be excellent business. Aye, I, I totally agree with you. So from then on, the game kind of petered out. McGregor had a, a good save with 10 to go and then Roof, a chance at the back post, they slid just by. The game kind of petered out for there. So I, um, I'd have a wee look at the comments and there's, there's one there that, I, that I've thought about myself. We'd love to see Waghorn back in that front three. Do you think Martin Waghorn's a player who under Gerrard with the right dietary advice, maybe less muscle, more movement, um, but with his attitude and endeavour and finishing ability, do you think he could have made a? Do you think he could have made it in the Gerard era, Scott? I think there's a lot of people from that era that could have done better. That if you had, I don't know, if you stick Joe Garner in Gerard's team, I don't know what that kind of is, because he's a sort of slightly worse version of Morelos in terms of his hold up play, passing abilities. I think he's a slightly bit of finisher than Morelos as well. Joe, but with Wycon. I'm not sure. I think he was a championship player, nothing else. What about what about you, Kerr? Do you reckon the likes of your your Wycons and I see a lot of folk as well talk still talk about Josh Windass and a Gerard side jink. We're better just leaving these guys in the past and no, they done their, they served their purpose on the journey and moved on to that level. They were not good enough when they were here, and I know it was a different team and a different setup, but you can see the difference in quality they've got now compared to them. And when they go back to me. I liked Wycorn at the time. I thought he put a lot of effort in and he scored some important goals for us, but he wasn't good enough. He's no better than what we've got and you don't want to bring back players who's no better than what you've got. You want to go forward and try and get somebody just as good or a bit better than what you've got. So going back to me to Wycorn and Dance Garner. No. Joe Garner gets remembered for the party party this game, that's about it. No, sorry, no good enough. Well, that's, I think that's unfair. I remember him two foot on the Christmas tree, but still. But <laughs> 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 well, just to... Just to close, uh, just to close the day off. Then uh, an overall reaction on the day, how it's went, and how you're feeling towards the last five games, Willie. You still got that excitement, the Scottish Cup coming up, and are yeah, you ready the for summer? Cup's obviously, yeah, look, the Scottish Cup's quite weird, isn't it? That it's all kind of been thrown together. It's such short notice. It seems like it's going to be a little bit crazy, to be honest. But the good thing for the manager is, is he can look to rotate 
you know, like I know we want to go undefeated, but the manager can look to the tape players. If you'd imagine in the cup, it's probably a great opportunity for guys like Scott Wright or Sedby Titton or you know, uh, sort of Jermaine Defoe. I mean, the only worry at the moment is that if Patterson gets a huge ban, then I don't know how much longer Tav's out for. Because you get the feeling that right back position could be a concern against other teams because they will look to, to try and hurt us there. But I think overall, man, no, I'm excited. I think we've got a great chance of winning the cup and hopefully it'll be another trophy in the cabinet come the end of the season. Brilliant, mate. What about uh, yourself, Scott? How you, what's your overriding feelings at the end of the day? I obviously disappointed not to win the game, but I don't think we deserved. At the start of the game, I would have been disappointed with our draw. But coming at the game, the way we played, I was quite ha- quite happy with our draw. So don't, we didn't deserve the win, but I don't think we deserve to get beat either. But I overall, I think I think Tab's back after an Astro break, so I think he was a doubt for the day for the day. So to me, that means I think he'll be back. So hopefully he's back and firing, and hopefully Ryan Jack as well, and we can go full strength in the Scottish Cup. And play your Ittons, Defoe's, Wrights, Zungus in the league. Because we played a half team, we played our Rezies against Lech Poznan and won 2 0 quite comfortably. So I think playing the Rezies in games against Aberdeen, St Johnson, teams like that, I think could uh, we could go unbeaten. Still got another old fun game, obviously, which is massive. Yep, yeah, okay, I took a 1 1 and a Morelos first old fun goal. Um, at the start of the day, if you'd been offered it, and what's your what's your opinions coming away from it? I would have, I, because I said at the start of the game, I thought it would be a draw, so I took a one one with Morelos. I didn't say Morelos would score, but I, I said it would be a draw, so uh, just for the fact it's happened. So I'm happy with the result today. I know we're only great, but I'm happy with the result for the rest of the season. I hope we get a good run in the Scottish Cup. I can't see any reason why we shouldn't even get to the semis or the final with the squad of players we've got. You know what I mean? We should be up there challenging for the Scottish Cup. The league. I like to go unbeaten. It's a big ass because we still get Scottish Cup there and the players do look physically shattered at times. So I've had to pick one. I'd rather win the Scottish Cup and go the full season undefeated, I'm afraid, just so we can get two trophies in the bag. Magic, lads. Right, that'll do us for, for the day, boys. Thanks very much for your input. And no you should go, no go and enjoy the rest of your, the rest of your night celebrating, all right? Cheers, guys. Yeah, Cheers, cheers lads. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.